You are listening to I Can't Wait to Tell You with Casey Edward, episode 84. Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and experiences on spirituality, food, health, mindset, and on life in general. My goal is to tell you everything I wish I had known when I decided to take control of my reality and start living the life of my dreams. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of I Can't Wait to Tell You. I am your host, Casey Edward, and whether this is your first time listening or your 85th time listening, thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I am so grateful. This show is on everything from energy and the law of attraction and quantum physics to little fun things that are going on in my life that I enjoy sharing, anything that I can't wait to tell you. So On today's episode, I actually can't wait to tell you about my top five favorite foods at the moment, but before we get to that, just some little things that I wanted to fill you in on. I now on my website have a sign up so that you can subscribe to my email list. I don't send out very many, but when I do, it's usually affirmations or thoughts that have come to me that I want to share with people, inspiration, words of wisdom, things like that. I don't take up much of your inbox, I promise, but it will always come from a place of alignment whenever I send you an email. So if that's something that you would like to be getting in your inbox, you can head to caseyedward.com and subscribe at the bottom. I will also put the link in the show notes so that you can get to that really easily. And on that note, I also will be hosting a live Zoom call for anyone who wants to tune in and chat about what's going on right now, what this time is good for, some practices that can keep us grounded, and just to answer questions, to talk to you guys if you have any questions on anything that I talk about on the show or on Instagram. And that's going to be on Tuesday, April 14th at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So that would be 5 p.m on West Coast time, Central Standard Time, and that would be 8 p.m. East Coast time, okay? So Tuesday, April 14th. The Zoom link for that will be going out in an email. So if you are interested in that, I would definitely sign up for the email. It's something that I had never really been interested in having an email list. I did a while ago, but then it just didn't feel aligning at all. And then yesterday it felt super fun. And when technology feels fun, I know I have to jump on it in that moment and get it done because (laughs) it's not always fun. So that's something new and exciting. Also, I did, in fact, as I spoke about, release release my Manifesting Your Dreams course at the lowest price it has ever been. So I just felt called to release it for anyone who wanted to sign up. It will only be that price through the end of April. So I will put the link in the show notes as well for those of you who are not familiar with the course. A lot of listeners have actually taken it already, but it is a a course going more in depth on manifestation. So it's a word that's being thrown around a lot, but what does it mean? How can you manifest? If you are, which you are, the creator of your reality, are you creating a reality you like, right? So it is four modules long. It will be all accessible to you at once, and it's just something that is really going to be 
great for anyone who needs a little learning in this time, right? It's something to help you show up for yourself, okay? So all that being said, an email list I now have if you want to subscribe. That way you can tune into the live Zoom if that feels fun for you and also my live course. Other than that, my friends, I during this time have been felt very, very called to step into pure joy and pure presence <laughs> per usual. <laughs> no, but, but really the, the theme that I'm getting from this is if I want to be the highest, best version of myself, which is a traveling speaker talking about presence and alignment, kind of like the next Eckhart Tolle, but a female, <laughs> small goal. I can't do that from a place of not being present and from a place of living in the mind and from a place of not being in joy and living in fear. And so this time for me, I know innately now because of myself and another story I'll tell you in a second, is to practice until it becomes my habitual state of being, just being in joy. Okay, so it was really cool actually. Allie, a girl I'm going to have on the show who is able to channel and, and receive spirit guides, the other day was like, hey, I think your spirit guides are here with me. And I was like, cool, again, because this has happened before. And basically what they were saying, okay, this is a long intro to the show, but I just like filling you guys in. Basically what they were saying is you put up a bubble when you were younger. You could recognize that you were very good at attracting things into your experience, when, but when you started having traumatic experiences as a child and a young adult, you put up a bubble. In the bubble, to keep myself safe, I created a very thorough eating disorder. I've talked about this on the show, but I was on every spectrum, every, every step on the spectrum. I was very, very thin, and very restricted in my eating. I would, I don't know, not eat all day and then have a coffee to get my energy up to go to the gym. And I didn't even realize until I got to college after Christmas break and everyone was like, uh, are you, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And then I was on the other side of it, uh, binge eating, using food as an emotional buffer, but also going back and forth between the two because restricting, binging, my body was confused. So anyways, I now feel very free from that way of living. And she was like, but you have now placed a bubble on something else. Like you now have a bubble on a different part of your life. And I know that that's control in controlling my days, controlling what I get done, taking things off my to-do list, always feeling productive. That's control. Always freakishly being like cleaning the house, you know? And so it's all of these things that are now in the new safety bubble and it's time to pop it. So I have just really been practicing, I mean, not practicing, just allowing, being in joy. What will make me happy next? What will feel good next? This morning, I woke up and immediately felt called to do yoga. So I just did an hour of yoga and then cleaned a little bit, had a call with my mentor. And yeah, so if that's what you're feeling called to do during this time, I highly recommend just owning that, loving that, cherishing that. No matter what you do in your life, what would the goal be? Joy, right? For any of us, joy and an expansion and helping others. But from not a joyful, expansive place, you can't help others. But so anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to share that. But yeah, let's get to my top five favorite foods. So this was inspired because I listened to a podcast. It was the first podcast I ever listened to probably back in 2014, 2013, 2014-ish 
when I first became a nanny. And it's called Food for Thought by Colleen Patrick Goudreau. So I had just went vegan at the time. I have now been vegan for almost six years. And I, I, I have definitely had cheese. I have definitely, you know, stepped out of it. But I do enjoy being vegan. So it's one of those things where this, this is not an episode on veganism. Don't worry. But maybe I will do an episode on veganism. But anyways, so she in the beginning was really helpful and inspiring because I was – going from eating form. I was that person who was doing, you guys, I'm not kidding, lean ground turkey and broccoli with mustard in a Tupperware (laughs) container, eating that like six times a day or eating eggs and cheese all the time. And that was like all I was eating. So then I went to veganism because I had a friend come to visit me and he was like a god. And I was like, what are you? And he's like vegan. And I was like, okay. So then I started eating plant-based, but she, her podcast really helped. And I still listen to her today because she's an advocate for animals and she's just really great about being vegan without being like in your face vegan, you know, anyways. So she does an episode every once in a while on her top five favorite foods. And it's so fun to listen to because I just love food and I just love hearing what other people are eating. So I figured that you might as well. So let's just dive into my top five favorite foods. How I narrowed these down, this was a little bit tough, but like I just did what I eat a lot of and what is like a simple one ingredient thing because I was thinking about meals and stuff, but okay. So number one food right now, I would have to say chickpeas, garbanzo beans, okay? I eat a lot of them. (laughs) So I do buy them canned. You can get them and then soak them yourself and make them yourself, but I do just buy them canned. Maybe I will move into the realm of making them myself, but I just get them and I rinse them. And there are three notes I have with chickpeas that I want to share with you as to how I eat them. Oh, four actually. So the first one being that I just thought of really easy, hummus. Hummus is probably 90% of my diet at this point and has been for years, but I eat a lot of hummus and you can dip it, you can dip it, you can have it on, on sandwiches, right? You can dip chips in it. I'm sure a lot of you probably eat hummus if you like it. And the main ingredient in that is in fact chickpeas. So hummus is the first way that I ingest chickpeas. The second way is something called better than tuna. So before I went plant-based, I loved tuna sandwiches. I hated seafood. I never really loved meat, but my dad used to make me tuna sandwiches as a kid. And I always was searching for something that was kind of like an equal exchange for that sandwich. And so I found the better than tuna sandwich. Now I want to preface this by saying the better than tuna sandwich with chickpeas is not fishy. So if you're like, ew, I don't want a mock fish sandwich. It's not like that. It's just like really delicious. So what I do is like, like I said, I drain the chickpeas. I rinse them off. Some people might skin them, but I like the skin. I think it's good for me. I don't know. So I keep the skins on and then I mash them. I mash them down with a fork. And for my sandwich, I'll use probably about half of a can of garbanzo beans. And then what you add to that is some sea salt and half an avocado. Okay. So half a can of garbanzo beans, half an avocado, salt, and then I'm not kidding. I pour in some 
pickle juice, which might sound really weird, but it's so good. It's like the piece de resistance, right? So that's the better than tuna sandwich. It's so good. Just chickpeas, salt, and avocado. And if you want to feel fancy like I do, I add um, pickle juice. And what I've been doing recently, actually, which is also phenomenal, is I will toast the bread and then I'll put on a piece of vegan cheese and then I'll put the chickpea blend on top and it's like a faux tuna melt in the best not fishy way. So that is the first thing I wanted to share with you. Chickpeas, better than tuna sandwich. So good. You could spice it up. You could add whatever you want, but I would definitely, definitely try. And it's very nutrient dense. It's very filling, but in like a really satiating light kind of way. So I love having it for lunch. Second thing that I wanted, or third thing now that I wanted to talk about with chickpeas are chickpea blondies. Now hear me out before you, if you aren't a big chickpea person, you're like, okay, you're forcing this. It is, they are so good. It is so simple to make. I will place the recipe that I use in the show notes, the link to my Instagram with it. It's just oats, baking powder, nut milk of any kind, maple syrup, chickpeas, and peanut butter. You would not believe how delicious, and you can add chocolate, obviously, how delicious and satisfying and oddly blondie-esque these are, okay? So you'll give them to people, and then you'll tell them these are made of chickpeas, and they're like, no, right? Like, it does not taste like chickpeas. It is so, it is such like a, a dessert that really is satisfying. For these, I would say, to skin the chickpeas, just because, you know, you don't, you don't want anyone biting into like your delicious blondies. I don't want to use the word healthy, but more nutrient dense blondies. I don't want to use the word healthy because I don't think there's, you know, healthy and unhealthy. I, I try to do away with that, but more nutrient dense, right? Like if you, if you're just in the mood to have a, a bean blondie instead of a normal blondie, because that's what your body wants. But you just don't want them biting into it and then getting like a little bit of chickpea skin because they'd be like, hmm, <laughs> like if my girlfriend bit into my a blondie, I mean, she wouldn't be surprised because she'd be like, what the fuck did you make with, what did you, what did you make? But you don't, you just don't want that. So I would say for this recipe to skin the chickpeas, okay? Again, I will link that in the show notes. The fourth thing that is pretty cool about chickpeas is if you don't want to waste the water that the chickpeas come in, also known as aquafaba. You can use it in baking. I have only used it once or twice, but it is a comparable opt-in for, I believe people use it in the place of leavening things. Like, so you would use it in the place of maybe eggs. I, I could be lying on that, but I, no, it is, it is eggs because also you can use aquafaba to make a meringue. So you would have to add sugar to it, obviously, or it would taste like whipped bean juice, <laughs> but it's pretty phenomenal in the trade-off that you get from this for a meringue or for baked goods, aquafaba. So again, I'm not really well-versed in that. I usually use flax eggs or something of the sort for my eggs, but that is something to look into as well. So food number one is the chickpea, chickpeas, I love you. Food number two, sourdough bread. I, today I was eating avocado toast and I'm a weirdo. Sometimes I don't like it toasted. I just like the sourdough straight up at like room temp with avocado. And I was just biting into it and was like, I just love bread, specifically sourdough. Okay. So it's just got that like 
tangy, tangy fermented taste to it. And that is actually the bread that I use for my Better Than Tuna, but I also use it when I'm making Lindsay and I veggie burgers, and it is just good for kind of anything French toast you could use it for. It's just, it's so garlic bread. I could go on and on, but it's just a little bit different, and it's so good. And I, oh, or a PB&J. Okay, so you get the point. There's really not much else to say about sourdough because you can just use it for anything. But I had to include it because I eat probably two or three slices every single day. So that is number two, sourdough bread. It speaks for itself. Number three, leaf lettuce. I actually had to look up the kind of lettuce that I was thinking of because there's a lot, there's a lot of lettuces out there. So leaf lettuce. It's not romaine. It's just like a leafy lettuce. Just Google it. I don't know how else to describe it. It's green, but it's so good. It's kind of like romaine, but less crunchy, but in a good way. And it's just so good. I get mine at natural grocers and I just make a big salad with it. So the salad I usually do is roasted vegetables, usually cauliflower and broccoli. I do a vegan ranch. So I just buy, I'm not usually into Daya, D-A-I, YA brand because their cheeses kind of suck. <laughs> Sorry, Daya. That was mean. I'm sure you do your best to come out with great cheeses. And maybe some of you listening like Daya, but if I were to give someone a vegan pizza, I would never choose Daya as the cheese or they'd be like, <sighs> this is vegan. But so I do, um, their ranch dressing though is really good. So I'll do roasted vegetables, the leaf lettuce, Daya ranch, a little bit of that, a little bit of hot sauce or buffalo sauce, really good. Cucumbers and then pickles and pickle juice. So you're probably like, okay, I get it. You're obsessed with pickle juice. It's kind of weird. But when you think about it, it's like really good for you, right? It's like kraut in, in terms of what it can do for your gut with the fermentation of the cucumbers for the pickles. And it's just really delicious. Instead of using like an oil or extra oil-based dressing I just use a little of the ranch goes a long way mix that with some pickle juice or some apple cider vinegar as the vinegar and it's just so good and you can get creative and add whatever you want onto your salad but I usually have that as a side to said tuna sandwich or if I'm having pasta for dinner or whatever we're having I'll usually have a nice big salad with it or at some point during the day. So leaf lettuce, just a just a little bit of a different kind of lettuce that I decided to try lately. I was using I was buying bagged lettuce for quite some time and I was like, okay, let's branch out and let's get some fresh lettuce. So leaf lettuce is number 3. Number 4 is pasta. Again, pretty much speaks for itself, but there is a recipe that goes along with this that I have got to tell you about. So first and foremost, pasta with anything, pasta with sauce and melted cheese, sauce and nutritional yeast, sauce and butter and garlic and salt, sauce and olive oil and garlic and salt and nutritional yeast with vegetables. But pasta with sauce and this tofu ricotta I have been making. Again, hear me out. If you're like, I don't like tofu, you don't have to. Lindsay hates tofu. <laughs> and when I first made this the first time, she was eyeing me like, get that out of here. But she loves it. I will link the recipe in the show notes. But it is 
soaked cashews. So if you are going to make this, you just have to have a little bit of foresight, a little bit of planning because you'll just have to soak the cashews for a few hours. So about a cup of soaked cashews, it's nutritional yeast. I do a little olive oil, just a little bit of tofu, not too much. And then basil, oregano, whatever, garlic, salt, whatever else you want. And it's shocking how much it tastes like ricotta. So I will make the pasta. I will make the ricotta. And then I'll put the pasta sauce and ricotta, mix it all around, put it into a casserole dish, top it with breadcrumbs, vegan ones. There are vegan ones if you are listening to this and you are vegan as well or just don't do well with eggs and bake it for like 30 minutes at 350. Oh, it is so good. And when there's ricotta left over, I could just eat it with a spoon. Like it is so delicious. I found the recipe online. I forget how, but I really have been trying to get more creative as well as be less wasteful. So I've been buying fresh things and trying to make my own sauces and and just trying to like cook. (laughs) Like so simple, but so fun. So I've been trying to cook and that is my favorite thing right now. And I'm one of those people who when I like something, I will like it, like it, like it until I cannot like it anymore (laughs) with food. Like you know, when you just like something and you just know it's a safe bet, so you just, it's your go-to, that is me, and particularly with this tofu ricotta. So good. Cannot recommend enough that you try it out. I will link the recipe that I use in the show notes, but I think that it calls to make your own sauce. I don't usually. We did last time, and it was, mm, <laughs> I'd rather just buy Rouse Homemade. It's the most delicious brand, R-A-O-S. But... I will link it in the show notes. And I think it also calls for spinach, which we didn't do because I love spinach, but like not in my pasta. I don't want to be biting into lasagna or pasta and like have a green slimy piece of spinach come out. If, but again, if that's your thing, <laughs> totally. I just keep my green separate from my pasta. That's how I feel it should be for myself. Okay. The last one, it's kind of lame. And now I'm like kind of questioning it, but I guess it's legit because I eat them every single day carrots. I don't mean, and I don't even mean to like shit on them and be like, it's lame, but like, it's just so simple, but carrots. I love carrots and I'm not going to lie. I don't really do much boiling or cooking or baking with them. Although carrot cake's like one of my favorite things. I just buy whole carrots and I rinse them off and I leave the skin on. I don't peel them and I just chop them and I eat them or I chop them in my salads. I just love them. I think that they are the perfect crunchy snack and they're kind of sweet. So if you're eating them with like hummus or I'll do a little of the ranch I was talking about mixed with buffalo sauce and make my own like faux ranchy buffalo sauce. It's so good. It's just the best snack or appetizer or, you know, whatever, whatever you're craving or dessert. So it's just another one of those classics for me. Like if, if in doubt, carrots and hummus. (laughs) It's always been that way. It's not super filling, but it is satiating enough to hold you over. So like sometimes, you know, that mid-morning, oh, I could use a snack, but I'm also going to be eating lunch in a little while, but I'm not hungry enough for lunch. That's when this comes in handy. Carrots and hummus or carrots and buffalo ranch. So there you have it. My top five foods right now, chickpeas, sourdough bread, leaf lettuce, pasta, and carrots. Those are the foods I am loving. I would love to hear what foods you're loving right now. Totally message me on Instagram 
or lets me know in an email or, you know, I don't know if you'd feel that might be weird just emailing me your top five favorite foods. But hey, if you feel called to do that, do that. But <laughs> DMing on Instagram, let me know if any of these things that I've mentioned recipe wise you have made or if you use aquafaba and you can fill me in a little bit more. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed kind of something a little light, lighter than the usual discussions of like life and really introspective, insightful things, which is also fun, but this was just like a nice little break. And as always, for the past few weeks, as I've been saying, I hope that everything is well with you. I hope you're healthy and safe and using this time to practice being who you want to be, to practice questioning things that are no longer working in your life without fear, but with love and saying, what could I do with this time? Who could I become in this time? What do I want to do? What do I want my life to look like? right? So again, for me, that's been practicing joy. That's been being in joy. That's been being in the present moment. It's not trying to scuffle around and figure things out. That's what got us here in the first place. And so, you know, it's just a time to just chill and be with whoever you can be with and FaceTime with whoever you can't and practice cooking, (laughs) practice making some better than tuna sandwiches, right? So again, if you want to chat further or if you want to Sign up for any of the things I talked about in the show. You can find me on Instagram at Casey underscore Edward. That will be in the bio and everything else will be in the bio as well. So I will talk to you homies soon. Sending you so much love from Colorado.